Hey guys, this is Matthew with the uh, Jio Nation podcast, a travelogue or diary style podcast at this point in time. But in the future, it's going to be interviews and chock full of travel tips because uh, I plan to carry this podcast with me as I venture around the world for the next five years riding a recumbent trike. You can see all my travel details and kind of update yourself if you're a first timer by going to my website. J-A-Y-O-E dot com. If you are also a first-time listener and you've never heard the word Jayo before, congratulations. Jayo means uh, to add fuel in Chinese, and I am adding fuel to my life as I travel around the world on my trike and make vis- videos along the way. I uh, am doing this really impromptu. Um, if you were to see me right now, I'm locked in a bit of a closet a laptop's opened in front of me uh, with uh, the video, uh, the, the most recent uh, uh, project I'm working on, which is the Jio Travelogs uh, entitled Reboot. This uh, travelogue is going to be a, a documentary uh, uh, like my other travelogues, if you do not know. I think most of you do. Um, if you are interested, go to my website if you don't know what I'm talking about. But this... Uh, this one is really critical, and I've been having a lot of trouble with it. Uh, some videos just fly off, but this one's just been really difficult. So I kind of locked myself in a closet and told myself I, I need to make some progress on it. Uh, so I just recorded all the narration for it, and uh, that's the reason I'm in the closet is because these four walls consolidate the ambient noise and, and keep... Uh, keep me from sounding like I'm in a big open space and uh, nullify a little bit of the noise. So I was like, wow, you know, if I got the microphone set up, I might as well talk a little bit and uh, do a little podcast uh, chat. Um, the, uh, the, the travelogue that, uh, that I'm doing is tying in the accident and talking about um, leaving Ningbo again. It kind of uh, is, is it's taking some footage from the accident and taking some footage from the hospital, tying it into a few updates on what's happened over the last year that maybe you don't haven't known about through the travelogues and then kind of taking me on a ride through Ningbo. And uh, I kind of got this idea as kind of a neat uh, kind of way to draw everything into um into the present day. And then the video after this, I'm not even going to talk about Ryan in this video. The video after this will talk all about Ryan. It's kind of funny. I was uh, uh, putting together the the footage for the travelogue and I had planned on narrating a lot because there was a lot of footage like from the accident that had happened and I wasn't sure if it really fit well. And so I'm like, well, I'll probably just do silence and then narrate over it with some music track or something. But as I reviewed all of the footage from the aftermath of the accident, the trip in the ambulance, the trip to the first hospital, meeting with the police officers, uh, the trip to Ningbo, Annie taking me to Ningbo, and then my surgery, I had a lot of stuff where I unwittingly narrated uh, this this uh, travelogue. I must have known that a year later all of that stuff would come into play. It's very wild because um, when I was taken away in the ambulance, a few weird things were happening. When, uh, when the truck hit me from behind, it destroyed my trailer, sent all my stuff everywhere. It put me in the street. 
um, you have seen the video that I shot probably within 30 seconds of realizing I had the accident and uh, I immediately took my phone out and then recorded something and I updated uh, people on my Facebook and and uh, hey I'm dedicated to the to the to the uh, videos you know and uh, I figured uh, that this will only happen once so I was like well I might as well capture the moment so I whipped out the camera and I started recording and everybody has seen up until the moment that uh, the ambulance arrived. At that point, the travelogues ended. I think I described a little bit on my blog about what happened at the hospital, but uh, there's a big gap of information, and I'm, I'm hoping that this travelogue, this next one, will fill it in. It'll also be a little bit more cinematic. If you've noticed my travelogues, I'm hoping to... Um, increase the quality of them and uh, the climb up Mushitagata, the trip to Chengdu. These two uh, episodes were, I think, a little bit more um, story rich and less ambiguous. Um, I'm hoping that the travelogues can be become sort of like a a viewing activity, not only for these people that like to ride trikes and are into interested in seeing me ride the trike, but also just for the general traveling community that they can, you know, watch the episodes, uh, the chapters and and get some fulfillment out of it. Uh, already, I've seen that happen to a, a, a group, a bunch of people, and I'd like to see it happen to more. But I have to kind of make these stories a little bit more mainstream and a little bit more interesting uh, because, God knows people today, they just don't spend the time sitting down and watching a lot. So you got to kind of make them action-packed, good stories, and uh, always enticing. So I've been trying to do that. So I've been watching the footage. Now, when I had the accident, I was laying in the road. I The truck had hit me and uh, stopped about uh, 30 meters down the road. And then uh, I started filming myself. And actually, you can see the driver of the truck in the video uh, of me holding it up. And I'm kind of it's funny because the cell phone video, uh, which is what went on Facebook in that little blurb there, I, I sound very confident. Oh, this is this is, you know, this is a step. I, 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 I'm i going to get up. I'm going to continue on from this moment. No problem. But what 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 they don't realize is that. I also had a GoPro on a, on, a, on a selfie stick, and the GoPro actually caught footage before the cell phone. Immediately after the accident, I'm laying on my back. The trike is turned to its side next to me. I had been ejected from it, and um, I had the selfie stick that was uh, screwed on or gripping the uh, the stand-up assist, one of the one of the components on the uh, on the trike, and so I. Uh, I actually, reaching for the selfie stick, realized that I had a, my arm was broken, my shoulder was broken, because as I reached for it with my, my broken shoulder arm, I heard all the bones clanking around and moving. And uh, I was like, oh, no, this is, this is not good. But I was able to get my uh, selfie stick off, and I laid back down, and then I pointed the GoPro towards me. And then pulled my camera out. And when I pulled the camera out, uh, it had been or pulled my phone out. Now, before I had started the phone, I did a little bit of talking into the selfie stick of the GoPro and I was crying and uh, a little bit more desperate. And uh, I composed myself 
brought my camp my phone camera out and then recorded the Facebook thing, which was like, you know, kind of showing, oh Matt, wow, he's not even he's not even worried, you know. <laughs> it's funny. But uh, the the GoPro footage is very dramatic and it uh it follows me as the uh the EMTs lift me ha- well, the EMTs, the local guys and the police all lift my carcass onto the uh onto the gurney because they were literally too weak. And here I was this big strapping, uh, foreigner and they, they just, they needed to to literally in, in, uh, encourage others in the area to help in putting me on the gurney, which was a very odd experience because I'm an EM, I was an EMT and a firefighter back in Detroit. I, I went to the Academy. I got my certification. I I'm, I'm understanding of the process of the, um, of, of what you're supposed to do when you come up to somebody in an accident. And, uh, when they came up to me, they should have immediately checked airway, breathing, and circulation. And then after that, just for the sheer fact that I was on a, on a cycle, like a, whether it's a bicycle or a tricycle or whatever, whatever I was on, but I got hit by a truck, you have to assume that that person has a spinal injury. You just just have to until they take the person to the hospital and they diagnose them, the the steps to coming on a cyclist that was involved in a motor vehicle accident, you put the person immediately in a uh, in a, in a position where you lock his neck into uh, into a comfortable position. I think it's uh, you put a you put a neck brace, a C collar on him, and then you strap him down to a, a solid backboard. That's the that's the mo modus operandi for this, you know. I, even I know that, and it's been a long time since I went to EMT school or I got my EMT certification. Well, when I was laying on the ground, they kind of they did check my pulse and 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 they put their hand up to my mouth, make sure I was breathing okay. I mean, I was conscious and and and, and aware, but uh, then they put the gurney next to me. The gurney sat above me because it was on wheels and everything by about, I don't know, a foot and a half, you know, off the ground. And uh, they had to get me on there. Now, ordinarily, you'd put put the person on a backboard because the backboard is almost level with the ground. You just kind of like put them on a seat collar, move them to the backboard, tie them down, put them on the gurney. Because you never know, maybe just the sheer act of lifting this guy off the ground, his neck goes limp, his head tips back, and he breaks his neck. <laughs> and then it's the end game, you know. And I'm here listening and watching this whole thing going on. I know that that I have a broken shoulder, and I have an awareness that my neck is okay. And I even reach for the for the selfie stick. So I have a I'm pretty confident that my spine is in place. But they don't have a way to communicate with me because my Chinese isn't good enough to explain to them that. And they have to assume, even if I do explain that to them, that you never know. And you never know until you get that guy under us x-ray or you give give a cat scan. You have no idea what's going on in that guy's head and brain and neck and spine. Anyways, I'm laying on the ground and they wheel the gurney next to me. The camera, I turn the camera off because this kind of gets chaotic and they come around me and they 
they scoop me up off the ground and they enlist uh, the help of one of the police officers as well as uh, one of the locals. And I think even the driver that hit me was helping. And I'm just kind of one guy's got my arm. One guy's got my foot. One guy's got an ass cheek. Another guy's got the back of my head and they don't cooperate at all. <laughs> I'm just like raggedy Andy being set onto this uh, onto this gurney. It was it was it was a mess, and uh, I'm talking to you today, so obviously it wasn't, you know, I didn't have any external other problems that I didn't know about, but I very well could have, and maybe someday somebody will. Um, so I don't know. It was very crazy and uh, unnerving for sure. So um, then they start wheeling me into the ambulance. And I look out into the street and I see my trailer. Now, in my trailer, there was my clothes. My uh, I had a lot of uh, video gear, tripods and uh, video elements. Um, uh, what else did I have in there? Tent. You know, just a, a lot of my living dailies because uh, it was raining that day and I, I was trying to keep all my electronics in my in my side bags and my panniers. But uh, a lot of important stuff was in the trailer. And at this point, my trailer was obliterated, spread all over the street. And, and, and locals at this point were walking out to see what the hubbub was about. Luckily, I was I was hit when I was on the shoulder. The driver wasn't really paying attention, literally came off the road to hit me. Uh, really an unavoidable accident because I don't even think if I had lights on the back of the trailer or if I was brighter, I don't think he would have seen me because he just wasn't paying attention, plain and simple, um, which we all are caught not paying attention when we're driving. So uh, I don't fault the guy so much. Uh, we all make mistakes. Uh, too bad he derailed my tour, <laughs> but you know, uh, today I'm, I'm pretty happy with how things have worked out anyways. So I'm being wheeled into this ambulance, taken away from my trailer, which is all spread all over the street and my trike, which is upended, which contains my laptop, my camera, my two lenses, my camera and my two lenses are very expensive, high end, uh, camera, camera equipment. It's got my passport. It's got my hidden stash of cash. It's got my um, documents. It's got everything uh, that I need. Uh, my entire life is in there. And so they're wheeling me away. And and uh, I am uh, like I literally putting my hand, my good hand on the ambulance door to try to keep them from pushing me in. And I'm like. Uh, luckily I was communicating with Annie this whole time on my phone and I said, Annie, you have to talk to the police officer and make sure that they take care of my stuff because I don't know what they're going to take me away. I'm going to be separated from, from everything. So luckily just before I got in the ambulance, I, I kind of got my head about me and I gave the phone to the police officer under my instructions. Annie told him, you know, Hey, Listen, this 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 foreigner's got all of his possessions in the street. You have to please take care of it. And the police officer acknowledged this and and luckily took everything to impound while I was being uh, carted away to the ambulance uh, to the hospital. Crazy, crazy. Watching and editing this video, I've been able to kind of relive these moments, you know, and then 
being in the ambulance, I had the foresight to record it all. I recorded thoughts that I had while I was being uh, on the way. It was it's about a, a half hour ride, I think, but uh, I, I had the, the GoPro running and I was talking to myself about my feelings and uh, I just felt really down. I didn't know what was going on at that moment. My trip was ended and uh, I videotaped, you know, I even got like axillary shots of the uh, the lady, the nurse in the, in the ambulance and my and all the t- tubes coming out of my IV and out of my hand into the IV and, and everything. It was very I gave myself some credit. I was kudos to me. You know, it was funny. So I. um I, I got all that. Even arriving at the hospital, because the city village we were at was called Guangning. And uh, so we were taken to Guangning, and uh, I was taken to Guangning and uh, pulled out of the ambulance. And it was kind of funny to see them kind of try to haul me through the hospital. And here's this big guy that got to put me up from the gurney onto the hospital bed. Uh, and they, they're having trouble <laughs> with that. And I actually had to ask them to see collar me. Um, cause my neck started to hurt and I'm like, man, I wonder if I have some sort of whiplash. Maybe I very well could have whiplash and some, maybe I, my neck is, you know, in a swelled state. And when it, when the swelling comes down, I'm going to have some problems. And they didn't know. They had no idea here. I'm suggesting these things to them. And I, I get Annie on the phone and I says, could you tell them to put a C collar on me? Because I. I might be screwed up here. I might have a real problem. And so uh, she tells them that uh, he wants to get a C collar. Do you have a C collar? And they say, yes. And I'm watching the uh, Annie have the conversation through the phone with this doctor. And the doctor just kind of gets this grin on his face like, oh, this funny guy thinks he's broken, wants all these, this care, like, like um, condescendingly. He was... He was talking to her like, okay, we'll we'll take care of this guy's paranoia and give him a C collar. Meanwhile, I'm thinking like that should be objective number one. Put a C collar on this guy. Anyways, it's kind of funny to see the counter counterculture, you know, some 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 of the ways people behave. I mean, that if if there was a lead doctor and this was the a hospital in America and and the guy from a cycling accident uh motor vehicle accident came in without a seat collar he would have got the the whole crew would have gotten berated and not to mention for one thing it's 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 unhealthy for the for the patient you know who 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 might have more but also it's a huge liability you know, if they break my neck or a bump on the ambulance or something happens where I fall off the gurney and, and my neck isn't in place, I could uh, I could have been dead. And then, you know, and then there and there's a huge uh, lawsuit there anyways. So uh, I've been recording this whole thing in the hospital. I'm reliving all these moments, you know, from the from the scene of the accident, uh, uh, even the aftermath of me going to Ningbo and getting surgery and everything. And it's just kind of uh, kind of a fun fun process to kind of look back and see where you're at now and see where you'd been and look towards the future. And that's kind of what I was trying to capture in this, uh, in this new episode of the Jayo Travelogs, basically that bringing up to par, bringing up to now talking about my reinvented tour and uh, how I'm ready to go. 
we got some really nice aerial footage with the new drone and and I had Randy helping me, who's a good friend of mine, uh, doing doing some video of me as I'm riding down the road and and riding through Ningbo and looking back on the the whole the whole process of what kind of got me here in the first place. Very cool, very cool. And uh, one thing I didn't get to uh, touch on, I am sure a lot of people uh, were wondering about the guy uh, that hit me. Um, good, I mean, not a bad guy. Not a bad person, just a guy who who wasn't paying attention. But either way, it was his fault, and he did hit me uh, as I was riding off the road. And uh, there's no denying that. So uh, we're in the still in the process of a lawsuit and uh, covering my surgery, covering my uh, new trike, covering even my new trailer. It's very interesting because the new trailer and the new trike are very expensive. And, uh, it's, it's almost as much as a motor vehicle accident, you know, and the vehicle was totaled, you know, so they're kind of arguing the fact that things are so expensive, but it seems like that might be coming to fruition pretty soon and, uh, get that taken care of. Another interesting, uh, uh, tidbit. Um, so I, uh, stayed in the hospital for like two full weeks like 14 days. I was in a hospital bed. I received about seven IV bags every day. Like every, I don't know what was in it. I'm sure there's pain relievers and anti-inflammatories, antibiotics, you know, whatever. And so, and I was visited by the lead doctor in the hospital every day. And I was uh, taken care of by the nurses and day and night. So uh, hospital bed, not a, a, a lonely room like I had another guy in there. So it wasn't like I had my own room, but I was uh, taken care of for 14 days. I had, you know, screws and uh, open surgery to to insert metal plates and screws in my shoulder. Uh, nine screws, two pins and uh, a metal plate. And uh, all of that, including the medicine and the aftercare, Cost like 30,000 RMB, which is like $6,000. Really, really, uh, uh, yeah, it was about $6,000. What an amazing thing. It really gives you a perspective on the dis- disparity uh, between the American medical system and the Chinese. Now, my, my, my uh, room might have been nicer, might have smelled nicer. The people may have been more attentive, but I've seen American hospitals with people that, you know, don't treat you with the attention that you deserve. And I've seen the opposite as well. I'm not I'm not taking away from the American medical experience, but I'm saying that I got taken care of and I got all that was necessary to get me well. And it cost me six thousand (laughs) dollars. If I had gotten the same accident in the States. What do you think? Put a number down. I would really like to put this question out there. Uh, whether it's uh, you're watching this on YouTube or on my blog or uh, or iTunes or whatever, uh, why don't you why don't you let me know? What do you think uh, it would have cost if if you had your your shoulder opened up, had uh, all the hardware put in, and the aftercare for for uh, 14 days? What do you think that would have been? I feel like that could have, if if the driver would have hit and run, and he would have left me on the road, and that would have been in America, I would have been, I would have been broke. I would have been, I would have been unable to recover from a financial uh, hit like that. 
I mean, and I got some money enough to to, to do my tour. I've been saving a lot, you know, but this might have depleted my entire resource for the trip. And there would have been nothing I could have done about it, you know. Now I know Obamacare and all that kind of stuff. But even the fees that Obamacare would have covered, what would that have been? Here, I paid out of my pocket for the care that I got, and it was $6,000. Six thousand dollars does not spell the end for anybody. I mean, for most people, they can come up with that. But one hundred and fifty thousand—I'm thinking maybe something like that. Hundred thousand for a full surgery and fourteen days of recoup. They probably would have kicked me out of the hospital right away sooner than the, than the, this Chinese situation. It would have been like one or two days in the hospital, and then they would have said, "See you later." But I got what I feel like is much better care in China than I might have gotten in in the States. And the States would have been incredibly expensive. Yeah. It's just wild. Once you get out and start seeing the world, you start to see and, and build your own educated opinions on things like healthcare and politics. Uh, right now, it's funny. I'm watching the I'm watching Donald Trump and on the and and, and insult uh, insult uh, John Kerry for you know riding a bicycle. <laughs> you will never see me riding a bicycle, he says. I will I will not be riding a bicycle. The guy's 70, 73, really seventy one, I think. And he kept kept uh, Donald Trump kept saying he's a different age. But you know, don't you uh, don't you look at a guy who's seventies? And still riding a bicycle and trying to be active. Isn't that a positive? Isn't that show through to a personality that's looking to persevere? What what do you expect John Kerry to do? You know what? He should have been sitting in his uh, in his lazy boy watching TV, watching me debate on TV. I mean, <laughs> Donald Trump's answer might have been that. But what is your answer to that? You know, what what are you supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be, what, uh, filing bankruptcy again? You're supposed to be um, building businesses? The guy's uh, in politics, and he enjoys riding a bicycle. And um, I think it's a positive. He fell and broke something. It happened to me. I'm, I'm, 30, I'm 36, and I fell and broke something. I mean, uh, does that make me a uh, less of a person? It's just funny to listen to this guy talk about Poor John Kerry, who fell and and hurt his hurt his hip or whatever it was, it could have happened. It could have happened. The what if what if uh, Donald Trump's walking down the street and he trips on a on a sidewalk, falls over and busts his hip? Very easy, very plausible thing to happen. Would he then say, you know what, I shouldn't have been walking around? I'm 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 about in my seven. I don't know how old he is, but uh, he's he's pushing up there. And oh, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm too old to walk, you know. To me, I see it as a positive that somebody is persevering uh, even though he's uh, he's getting old. Perception. Perception, you know. As I travel around more, my perception just widens. It's amazing what you grow to know and grow to understand as you build that uh, distance in the bubble diameter, which is your life. I talk about it a lot, you know, of the fact when you're young, your your life bubble is so small, it's your crib, you know, and then as you grow, you grow, you grow, it grows and grows and grows. And a lot of people, it stops at their state, you know, 
Some people, they stops at their country. Mine has grown outside of, of, my, of America's borders, and now I've kind of like seen the world, and I just want to grow it and grow it, you know? And it's funny to, uh, to see people with such uh, limited, limited sight, you know? Uh, it's frustrating. This year's political arena is just full of wackadoos, you know? Just people so afraid of everything. I feel like people are just so afraid of the world. <sighs> That's one of the reasons I'm doing this, you know. Uh, maybe if I lead by somewhat of an example to show people what the world is, and it's not such a scary place, full of people that aren't necessarily out to get you, full of people that are in turn trying to make their ends meet or, you know, um, China, you know, it's funny, our, our perception of my perception of China changed, you know, 180 degrees from the day I got off the plane. You know, I, uh, I, uh, China is a community full of people just like you and me, just like you listening to this podcast and, uh, to lump them in a category of, oh, these guys are out to get me, you know, out to take our jobs out to, you know, do this or that, you know. Everybody is trying trying just to live their life, you know. There's a there's a handful of people that I think have been, you know, somewhat brainwashed into doing some really nasty things. It's sad though, because their lives are valuable too. And they're wasting it being pawns in some crazy game. Hmm. Anyways, I uh, was just sitting here, I'm looking at my my uh, video program, and I'm happy that at least I got the narration done. And now that I can lay in these words that I've spoken um, previous to me starting this uh, podcast, I can kind of flesh out the the travelogue. Uh, on another note, Ryan uh, has bought his ticket. He will be leaving Los Angeles on Tuesday, arriving on Wednesday, at which point uh, I will pick him up. Uh, at the airport, we will spend the night in China or in uh, in Shanghai, and then afterwards we're going to go check out his trike. He's buying a uh, he's buying a um, what the hell name is this Trident trike, and uh, the Trident trike that he's buying is I'm not sure it's it's a little bit too good to be true in my opinion. It's a little cheap. It's cheaper than you can buy it in the states. It's a it's a transport. It's a Trident trike transport. He's going to get a thirty a twenty six inch rear tire, luggage rack, and everything for the equivalent of one thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, the retail cost cost in the in the states is uh, is like twenty two thousand base twenty five hundred for this model, and it really makes me nervous. Ryan looks at it as a great deal and an opportunity for him to get a trike. He couldn't afford anything more expensive on his budget. Me, I'm worried that it's going to be a knockoff, a Chinese knockoff, and maybe not have the quality standards that I need for him to follow me on a trip around the world, you know? Um, there's a few things I think might be potential for reasons that it might be so cheap. One, 
Uh, maybe the, whoever's selling it has an affiliation with the factory that's actually making some frame components for Trident. And maybe, which happens in China sometimes, some products get uh, shoved to the side as production goes through and uh, sold on a secondary market here in China. Now, you know, Trident's an American brand, but everybody produces some components in China. And I'm sure that some frame components are produced either in Taiwan or mainland China. And maybe that's the case. I hope that the it's all good quality and it's not, say, like a reject that ends up, you know, being part of a, a resale program here. So I'll let you know. Either way, I uh, I don't know what we would do if it was to be a bad thing. If it was something that really was bad and we could tell right off the bat when we visit this guy on uh, Wednesday or uh, th- th- uh, Thursday, I think that we would probably just uh, try and get him hooked up with a bicycle, a trek, you know, something name brand. Uh, that's not the best solution, though. The best solution would be this is actually a real trike put together fairly well. We can get him on the road and see how long it lasts. If it lasts uh, for a little while, I think it would be good, you know, four months on the road. Then maybe he can get his legs and find out that he's doing something well. And and maybe uh, we can replace it with something better in the future. Maybe a trike company is willing to uh, add on to uh, the journey and give him something that uh, is more reliable. Um, whether that's HP, like my trike, or uh, Stein trikes, or somebody else. It would be really nice to actually have him have a really nice, reliable uh, mode of transportation. But at the time that we have, um, and what his budget is uh, right now, I think the best thing to do is get him on the road, get me on the road, and start making some videos, start building a rapport, finding out if we're going to be good riders together, and then uh, go from there. So uh, he's going to be here on Thursday. Uh, Thursday, we will order the trike and have it sent to Ningbo. And then we will take the train to Ningbo from Shanghai. And then uh, when he gets here and the trike gets here the day later, whatever it takes, um, we put it together and we start riding on the road. That weekend, I think it'll be acclimatizing, acclimatizing sort of figuring out how we work together, getting his trike loaded, getting my trike loaded, and riding together. I uh, I have some com- components that he can use. For example, I have uh, my Ortlieb, yellow Ortlieb waterproof bags, which were on my uh, previous ride in the very beginning. I replaced them with uh, RT90s, RT60s from Arkle. Uh, my reason for replacing them was the shape I really, uh, I carry a lot of blocky things, things that are rectangular in shape. So like uh, uh, microphones and computers and uh, hard drives and things like this. And uh, they weren't suitable for those Ortlieb panniers. The Ortlieb panniers were more like, uh, you'd think they were like a fava bean shape. And they weren't really, they didn't fit all my all my very... Uh, uh, like geometrically shaped things. 
So if you're carrying like a tent and some clothes and some, you know, kind of organically shaped things, it's great. And uh, Ryan, I think, will be carrying that kind of stuff. So that'll be good for him. And we already have them. And Ortley helped me with the bags when I when I uh, when I got them and I feel bad that I had to replace them. And it'll be really nice to get them used again. Other things that he uh, has is uh, will be from um, uh, TerraCycle. TerraCycle, uh, the owner of TerraCycle is a great guy. And he's got some amazing little components that help you use your uh, cell phone on the road, mount different things. And uh, if you want side bags on your trike, you can do all these kind of things. And uh, he helped me out a lot with uh, my new 2.0 ride. And, uh, I told him to give, uh, I told Ryan to give him a call. He did. And, uh, he's getting a bunch of stuff from T-Cycle as well. I say T-Cycle, it's T-Cycle.com. Um, so, so he's waiting for that. And when it comes, he'll bring that to, uh, to aid him in, uh, having some flexibility on his trike to mount some different things and, uh, water bottle holders and this and that. So that'll be great. But I think what we'll do is we'll set out in the middle of the second week in November between 10 and 12, depending on how we are and how equipped we are and how ready we are. But we have to get ready to go. It's getting cold. Today, it was rainy. I was wearing jeans and a, and a, and a hoodie. Uh, yesterday, I rode the bike around a little bit, and I had to wear a, a beanie, like a, like a synthetic uh, beanie hat. And to keep my skull warm. <laughs> and so uh, I'm nervous. I, I really want to get on the road. There's just no time left. But uh, it looks like things are kind of coming into play now. So that's exciting. As far as being cold, it was funny. I I, uh, I listened to a podcast on the Joe Rogan podcast uh, from a guy named Wim Hof. And uh, this guy is called the Iceman. And he actually climbed Everest to 20,000, 21,000 feet and uh, without a uh, shirt, I guess, and with and wearing shorts, he apparently can control his body temperature. And by controlling his body temperature, he controls all sorts of amazing things from immunity, uh, autoimmune system to to having better energy and controlling his blood pressure, all this amazing stuff he 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 attributes to breathing. He attributes to a process of deep breathing. And so uh, I told Ryan, kind of fun, funny, I says, you know, we'll be starting in November. Maybe we'll be healthier. <laughs> Maybe we can start our tour with these kind of deep breathing exercises like the Iceman does. And it'll kind of be a test to see how we do, you know, in this cold environment. It's not so cold, though. We're not as north to where we see snow and, you know, like Beijing. Beijing in November would be extremely cold. It would probably be a bad situation. But uh, Ningbo is uh, is not so bad. I, I would I would equate Ningbo with like southern Ohio or uh, maybe the Carolinas because it's near the coast. You know, uh, in the winter it gets cold, but it's not uh, not going to put you off the road. And it'll be a sort of a uh, a pressure to move south. So it'll be like uh, motivation to get on the road, motivation to start moving south, and motivation to keep the pedal pedal down. So that'll be good. 
It just means he's got to get here, and we've got to get him set up, and we've got to get on the road. Uh, we've been talking on a daily basis. He's excited, and uh, he's he's really geeked that he can kind of uh, get going. Today, he asked me, he's like, do you think your your fans, the people that follow Jayo, uh, do you think they'll like me? Uh, I'm sure you guys will take to Ryan. He's an interesting personality for sure. Uh, different from me in a lot of ways, but uh, playing off me uh, in a lot of ways as well, in a, in a good way. So you'll you'll get to know him very well, and he'll have his own kind of projects on the road, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll gel our projects together, and we'll become a, a greater force than uh, than I am alone. So, anyways. Uh, I'm going to end this podcast, uh, cause I need to get back to video editing and, uh, I need to get ready for my Halloween party tomorrow. It's funny. I've, um, I'm going to host a Halloween party. Uh, those documentary people that I talked about in my last podcast will be, uh, recording and I've got to get to the office early and do a, do a recording with them so that they can set up their documentary. And then I will go to a makeup artist where they will paint my head red and black and uh i'll have red contacts and uh uh, even told him to wax my ears so that my ears are pointy and i've got little bumps on my head sort of like uh klingon-ish and i'll be like this uh sort of like an evil demon but uh i'll play it really positive i'll just go the antithesis of evil so I'll look like this evil demon with these kind of horns and this cloak I got. And I'll, hey, guys, uh, my name's Matt. You remember me. And, uh, we're going to do some great Halloween fun. Hoorah. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'll be this scary looking character. It should be an interesting contrast. So anyways, I've got to prep for that and get ready for that. And um, it looks like things are coming together. Uh, Ryan was talking to me today. He's like, are you OK? He says, uh. You know, I, 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 going on a trip like this, where you're really cutting off from all your roots, you're, you're just cutting the roots and you're going free. It's like uh, I told Ryan, it's a lot like two magnets that are that are opposite that that attract each other, right? When the magnets are about a foot apart, like, like. You don't feel the pole. You don't feel the pole to to keep them together, right? So, like, right, like a month ago, and and so forth, when I was far away from the departure date, it it wasn't stressful because it was far away. But as that departure date got shorter and shorter, the two magnets get closer together. The, the magnets are like the attraction of me to my life in Ningbo. So one side is me. And one side is my life in Ningbo. And as they get closer and closer, the power to stay grows. And the stress and power that it's going to take to remove myself from Ningbo is going to be exponentially greater. And uh, the, 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 two, the two magnets are getting really close together. And I'm finding it really hard to um, let go, you know. Sitting in my office, going home, seeing Annie, seeing my fish tank, seeing the dogs. All of these things are, you know, draws to to the life I've built in Ningbo. You know, we all build our lives around places and uh, it's tough. It's tough to cut loose. Uh, 
but it, uh, but it's got to happen, and uh, it's going to be an amazing trip. And uh, all of these things are the are the are the force that you need to counter that force. Are the expectations of what life is going to be like on the road, and all the desire that you had. You have to remember. It's almost harder this time than it was the first time because I'm because rem- I was so motivated to leave, and then I came back. It's like. Uh, I'm back, and now all of these roots have replanted in the in 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 refortified, and now I've got to cut them off again. It's uh, it's it's tough. Anyways, that's what I'm dealing with. If you guys want to uh, do some digging on the Jio World Tour, let me tell you how. Uh, most of my current updates are on my Facebook. If you go there and search for J A Y O E L I F E Jio Life, and you'll find my uh, Facebook page. If you go to uh, YouTube and you just want to view my videos, I've got a lot of different videos, not just the Jio stuff. You can kind of hack into my account there. Just look for Jio, and uh, you'll see my account there, J-A-Y-O-E. If you want to join my website, I have a subscription there. So you just go to jayoe.com and uh, hit the subscribe, and you'll get updated as to any updates I have there. And then um, if you're listening to this uh, iTunes podcast uh, on, on iTunes, uh, do, me a flip, do me a favor and just like it. I'd like to uh, build, up, uh, build this up over time, and uh, I'd like to see uh, who likes it and who likes it on iTunes. If you're on whatever vehicle you're listening to this on as well, you can like it there as well. But, um, and hey, if you really want to, you can comment. Anyways, ah, uh, hang loose, enjoy life, and jio.